Well, my friends, it's Andy and Eddie from you live from Northern California on this Tuesday, uh, November 22nd. How are you? So you can find all of our content on ResurrectMinistry.com, our past shows, if you're interested in perusing them, uh, the uh, Andy's Fearless Man podcast, my articles in the Christian Post, uh, some cool books to get, uh, some recommendations that Andy and I had uh, that, of course, come from our wonderful pastor Jack and friends and others. And you can drop us a line. We'd love to hear from you. Anything that you've got to say, if it's mean, just couch it in nice language. (laughs) And if you're going to donate, there's a donate button. Like and, and it is my mean. I, I'm kind of sensitive. Yeah. I don't seem it, but I am. That's good. Thanks. We, we should start with the cover music more often. Yeah. Hello, Carrie News. Hi, Carrie. Hello, Lisa Wood. Nice to see you. All right, we'll bring the music on down. Bring it on down. Oh, you're going to keep it on while you read? No. Um, we're reading from morning by morning by charles spurgeon excuse my voice but that that music actually was uh was like uh my my jazzy voice that i have currently yeah it kind of fits i'm gonna play a little i'm gonna play a little jazz for you tonight (laughs) as we uh get into the scripture here happy you made it too happy you made it (laughs) awesome and hands up or hand up hey carrie Oh, hey, Lisa. Lisa's saying hey to Carrie. <laughs> All right, we're reading uh, Morning by Morning, and uh, it's November 22nd. The reference is Hosea 12, 12. Israel, or Jacob, yes, served to get a wife, and to pay for her, he tended sheep. Mm, listen to that type and shadow. Hmm. Charles Spurgeon says, Good advice. Yeah. Jacob was angry and took Laban to task, saying, I have been with you for 20 years now. I did not bring you animals torn by wild beasts. I bore the loss myself, and you demanded payment from me for whatever was stolen by night or by day or night. This was my situation. The heat consumed me in the daytime and cold at night, and sleep fled from my eyes. <laughs> Laban doesn't care. Yet even more wearisome was the life of our Savior here on earth. Like Jacob, Jacob, he watched over his sheep and ultimately gave this account. I have not lost one of those you gave me. His hair was wet with dew and sleep fled from his eyes as well. For he spent an entire night in prayer wrestling, wrestling for his people. One moment Peter needed his pleadings. And soon thereafter, another of his children claimed his tearful intercession. No shepherd sitting beneath the cold skies and looking up at the stars could ever utter more legitimate complaints due to the difficulty of his tiresome labor than Jesus Christ. He certainly had reason to complain if he had chosen to do so, based on the extreme severity of his mission to redeem his bride. Cold mountains and the midnight air Witness the fervor of his prayer, the desert, his temptations knew, his conflict, and his victories, too. That's good. Yeah, it's from Isaiah, yeah. Isaac Watts. 
Yeah. So you know who that's from. It is interesting to consider the spiritual parallel of Laban requiring all the sheep from Jacob. If the sheep were torn by wild beasts and killed, he had to pay Laban for them. And he also always stood as the pledge or security for them, guaranteeing a complete flock. And wasn't the mission of Jesus for his church the work of one who was under his father's legal obligation to bring every believer safely into the hand of him who had committed them to his care? When we see Jacob laboring so diligently, we see a type of him, capital H, who was to come, him whom Isaiah said the tends, oh, he tends his flock like a shepherd. Speaking of Jesus. Yes. But you're telling me much of this was hundreds of years before Jesus even hundreds. appeared? Sometimes a thousand. I think we should read Jim too. Okay, you do that because my I'm losing my voice. If we view the Old Testament with spiritual eyes, it is impossible not to see Jesus on every page. Over and over again, we see stories prefiguring the coming Messiah, such in today's devotion with the story of Jacob and Laban. Yet these are but a shadow of our precious Savior. For example, Paul wrote of the feast. This is important because we talked about this yesterday. Paul wrote of the feasts and observances required in the books of the law, saying, do not let anyone judge you by what you eat or drink or with regard to a religious festival, a new moon celebration on a Sabbath or a Sabbath day. These are a shadow of the things that were to come. The reality, however, is found in Christ. The writers of Hebrews said, the law is only a shadow of the good things that are coming, not the reality themselves. Therefore, when Christ came into the world, he said, here I am. It is written about me in the scroll. I have come to do your will, O God. That's from Hebrews 10. Look for Jesus as you read your Bible. You will find him on every page. Wow. That is so important. <laughs> That's literally uh, my favorite part of reading the Old Testament is finding Jesus and on as many pages as I can. Like a, like a Where's Waldo? Yes, and I'm not, like highlights. <laughs> oh. So I'm the girl in the Bible study who's like, she asks, well, who do you think it's talking about? I'm like, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And they're like, hey, that's your answer to everything. Yes, that is actually my answer to everything. It's all about Jesus. <laughs> like, well, maybe it's this or maybe it's that. I was like, no, it's Jesus. Hmm. Plain and simple. Interesting. It's all a type and a shadow. It's all foreshadowing. I mean, Jesus fulfilled over 300 prophecies of the Old Testament. But you just see God alluding to him in the whole book, in all of the books of the Old Testament. Just like yesterday. I knew none of this before the last, <laughs> the last couple of years. It was all news to me. I really felt strongly that the Old Testament was had nothing to do with Jesus, really. I don't know that I ever knew that it had anything to do with Jesus. Wow. It was just the Old Testament, and then Jesus came, and now there was a New Testament. It's so sad. That's sad. It is so sad that I spent 20 years in a Christian church and, and really never picked and up on that. Is that a product of you not being in tune or the church not teaching you? What do you think? Or was it both? Wow, that is a really good question. I know, because that is an issue for that church, right? Well, you can't help but know this with a pastor like uh, like Pastor Jack Gibbs. Oh, he'll pound it in your head. 
because he 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 says it often. <laughs> like yeah, like he's the, you, I mean, you really I mean, no matter you have an education of an elementary school kid, you're gonna get it. Yes. You'll walk out of there with at least five things, and that's one of them. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that I could have even in my first twenty years in the church would not have known that if I would have spent it in Calvary Chapel Chino Hills. You don't think you would have known? I, I would have. I would have had to. I mean, how how would I not? I mean, it's I, I it was. So. It wasn't. It, that's an important part of his teaching that for you to know this, that the Old Testament is everything that leads up to Jesus. That it's that it's the the, the foreshadowing of Jesus's coming. Yeah, exactly. And, and then Adam is the is the is the first Jesus in a sense too. Right, the first Adam, and he's the yeah. second Adam. Yes. Yeah, that's a better way of saying it. Well, and uh, and the, the the unfortunate of this monkey and monkey out. Yeah. Is it if you don't learn, if you don't realize that the Old Testament is proving the validity of Christ in the New Testament, mm. then it makes no sense why you read it. That's why a lot of supposed New Testament churches don't even read the Old Testament. They barely ever teach out of it. And I have to say, for all the criticism of Pastor Furtick, uh, and there's a lot. He's a, you know, they say he's like guilty of Jesus. Everything is about him. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, but he almost always teaches out of the Old Testament, and it's always bringing it to Christ. Mm. Uh, he loves talking about how the Old Testament applies to Christ. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I think that's something that's really missing from churches these days. Mm. Um, Carrie was ha happy that I think we turned off the music. I think because, so. So she could not hear, hear us. Um, I think the is that the few few yes. we turned off the music. <laughs> Lisa says Jesus is so good to us. Amen. Takes care of his sheep. Yes. Make sure that none of us get lost. I mean, but it's not a beautiful analogy it because is. Jesus is crying that Laban is abusing him, and yet Jesus was Joshua. given. Uh, sorry, Jacob. Jacob. Jacob was crying over Laban, uh, and him being oppressive. But look how much more difficult. Jesus's task was to the father and yet he never complained mm. he was responsible for every single sheep and he still is he still is and so that's another assurance we have that he never leaves us and forsake or forsakes us because he has an obligation he's made to the father on right. our behalf where he says in the beginning Jesus from Genesis 1 1 <laughs> yes uh Lisa says her friend Darcy says hello because she doesn't have a, a Google or YouTube account, but she's listening live and very excited to be here. Yay! Welcome, Darcy. We're going to meet Darcy. Oh, we at are. At home church. Yes. Nice. Hi. Yo, Darcy. Yo. <laughs> uh, Lisa says. Uh, Darcy has an account and she's trying to log on. No. <laughs> uh, the Old Testament and in the New Testament is the Bible and God knows what he's doing 100%. Yes. She likes my monkey yeah. and monkey up. <laughs> now that I understand what you mean by it, right? It, it makes total sense when you say it. Now, it's so funny. It's kind of like uh, the Old Testament. I had no idea it was about Jesus. Um, what else? I mean, we we jumped on that pretty quickly. But uh, what else do you see here um, in this devotional? Well, like I said, the story of that being a type and a shadow, I actually did not think of it when I read the story of Jacob mm. and Laban, but it's a great, I, that's, that's 
that's the majesty of the Bible in its entirety is that you could take almost any set of circumstances, events that God tells us and relate them to Jesus. It's awesome. Hmm. I mean, I, I've never seen this one before. No, I would have really time. needed somebody to explain this to me. I would have read that story and thought, oh boy, this guy's angry. God's <laughs> having to take care of all those sheep. Yes. Laban worked him like a donkey. <laughs> it was he worked hard. It was it was bad. But I never would have understood that this has anything to do with Jesus. Right. Not in a million years. But the sheep thing kind of gives it away. Mm. Interesting. And then you can relate to when Jesus was wandering the desert and the temptation. And uh, I think it, for me, it helps to have watched The Chosen in that one scene where he's been healing people all day. And he's like walking back to his tent. And he's just he's just wrecked. Yeah, he's just wrecked. <laughs> like, I'm exhausted from all this healing. And uh, and without seeing those types of things, you know, this this may not have connected as, as, as well as it does now. Yeah, the visualizations in the Chosen are awesome. Yeah, very good. Let's go to the scripture. What do you say? Let's do it. As the introductory scripture, Hosea 12, 12. Jacob fled to the country of Aram. Israel served to get a wife and to pay for her. He tended sheep. 20 plus years. He had to pay. Hmm. John 18, 9. Can you imagine today if we still got to sell our kids? <laughs> no. Interesting. What thought. else would we get in today's dollar? What's it? <laughs> really? It depends. We'd have to. We may have to pay them for some of them. <laughs> depending <laughs> how difficult they may the be. The girls for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Look up at you. Okay, John eighteen nine. This happened so that the words he had spoken would be fulfilled. I have not lost one of those you gave me. Hallelujah. Thank God. <laughs> Um, Isaiah 40, 11, he tends his flock like a shepherd and he gathers the lamb in his arms and he carries them close to his heart. Aww. He gently leads those that have young. It's not a beautiful imagery. If you think of that as Jesus, and he carries us in his arms. Yeah. People draw those pictures often of Jesus carrying the little lamb. I think it comes from the scripture. Yeah. Just really quick before you move on. I, I, I'm just wondering if, if the Bible had been written today, like in Orange County. <laughs> okay. I, I can't think of anything they would have been able to use for this example. You mean instead of sheep? Yeah, like a, a, a boy or a man, you know, a young man that was responsible for taking care of something like that and, and then moving it, making sure that it gets to areas where there's there's grass for it to eat and then making sure that you... Like cattle herding. Yeah, but... How how would this how would this be written today? Like where would you go? They go to the car wash. Like every car has been washed, and every window has been cleaned. I mean, I'm not what, following <laughs> you. I'm just wondering what would they be? What would what would God use as the example what could for this story? Way? We don't have we don't have sheep anymore. Not here in Orange County. I'm just wondering. Oh, it'd be hard to write the Bible today because we have a bunch of lazy people. Oh, not respect. Yes, God they'd give up. They go. It's cold. I'm going home. These sheep are on their ago. own. <laughs> we don't have that character anymore. It's unfortunate because yeah. this example of a shepherd is a responsibility he's giving to pastors. They are also mm. shepherds. 
And if you read the Old Testament, we're in Zechariah in our Bible study, the way God is angry at the wayward shepherds. He's like, you stole from your sheep, you misled them, you left them alone, you gave them the worst of the food and you took the best of the food. And oh goodness, how much is that still true? Yeah. Literally all of the criticisms that God, you know, throws onto the Israelites, he could throw onto the Christian. You know, the reason my son loves the leader that he has, he's, he's the leader of the church and they go to his office where the best food is. <laughs> see what i mean that's that's what it's like so type in a shadow i wanted to read we something we just covered in my bible study <laughs> talk about jesus on every page zachariah 9 9 so rejoice greatly daughter zion shout daughter jerusalem see your king comes to you righteous and victorious lowly and riding on a donkey on a colt the foal of a donkey which is exactly what Jesus did in so Jerusalem. Crazy. Oh, so. so many, so many. And we see these every every week that we study a chapter, there is a type and a shadow and a reference to Jesus because that's what God does for the Israelites. He keeps telling them, you are worthless. You mm -hmm. have done nothing right. You continue to disobey me, but I'm going to gather you back. You've been scattered to the four winds. I'm going to bring you back. Return to me and I'll return to you. I will dwell in my house, in my temple, in the land of Jerusalem. I will bring peace and security around you. They will come to worship you. He's foreshadowing the millennial kingdom. But we see this now, as nobody else in history did before 1952, that Israel is again a state, and they are being gathered from the four winds where they have been dispersed. The, um, the Aliyah, the return to Israel, has been slowly, it hasn't reached the point of millennial kingdom where they're all brought back yeah. but they have been slowly coming back all of that all of those references in the bible that people thought 50 you know 60 years ago were not possible are all visually in front of us since the creation of the state of israel this is miraculous wow. good uh okay so carrie's saying only if he is required to tend sheep in oc and he <laughs> Yes, still plenty of sheep. Uh, and Kate says, thank you, Talisa. Yeah, she's... Said hi. Yeah, hi. Saying she liked your Kate, comments. I enjoyed your comments on the previous podcast. Right. And look at Kyle and the CV is back. Hey, my favorite <laughs> religious people. Thank you, Kyle. We've missed you. If Jesus came back today, I don't think it would fare well for him. Oh. You think? Jesus is God. Yes. <laughs> I know, but the people are pretty godless. Yeah. Nowadays, right? But there's yeah. always a remnant. Yeah. There's always people loving. Yeah, good. God knows what he's doing, and he started the world right on schedule. Yeah, for sure. For show. Sure. For show. Sure. So, what do you think about Kyle's uh, thoughts there? Uh, I don't necessarily think it's true. I don't think it's true yeah. because <laughs> Jesus will come back. Maybe not today, but possibly tomorrow. Um, and there will be a remnant that will follow him. God's ever since the creation of the earth, there were always people who believed in God and followed him. Mm -hmm. You know, it wasn't even in Noah. It was just him and his family. Even during the time of Lot, you know, him, he, it was him and his kids and his wife. And the wife turned back and turned to salt. But Lot stayed. Good. 
and there were at least 12 people believed in Jesus. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And then it spread. And then it gets smaller and it gets spread, right? It's just, there's this constant, oh, the word spreads. And exactly. oh, it, this is fantastic. See all the miracles. He split the Red Sea and all these people believe. And then they go, ah, I'm tired of this. <laughs> and the people I scatter. I some garlic and onions and build me a golden calf. <laughs> right. And then it all comes back again. And, uh, you know, we, we learn all the time, that, uh, you know, from uh, many of the, 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 the good pastors that we follow, that everything that's happening today is exactly how it, it, it's spelled out in the Bible. This, these are the things that they said would happen. So he's not, he wouldn't be shocked. Right on time. He wouldn't be, he wouldn't be surprised to see what he sees today. Uh, what else we got here? Uh, Lisa's interested link about the American church book and that says it all. God chose very wisely when he chose both of you to be shepherds. <laughs> no, no, not shepherds. <laughs> just people, just two kids doing a devotional. <laughs> we're, we're kind of tending to old, we're, older, yeah. older sheep. <laughs> shepherds. <sighs> wow. I don't, um, oh, we got one from Cal. I mean, in a way that he would, uh, that how would people believe it? I feel he'd be crucified again and called a crazy man. Well, I, I mean, it's, we need to separate uh, hypotheticals from reality. So Jesus does come back and he comes back victorious as the lion of Judah um, and bringing back peace on earth. So he does come back. That's the reality. In the hypothetical, were he coming back not as the ruler, but as, um, the first appearance would be just as difficult as it was back then. Nobody believed him back then either. Right. And everybody called him crazy and then they killed him. So Because they said he was crazy. Because they said he was crazy. <laughs> and he was a liar and he was ruled by Satan or whatever kind of cockamamie right. things they came up with. So there's nothing new under the sun. Yeah. Ecclesiastes. Yeah, but when he comes back and was riding a white horse with a, you know, up all the shenanigans that he's, you know, when he returns, the when second he returns time. Mm -hmm. there's going to be no doubt. <laughs> right. Comes with a shout and a trumpet and there's lots of right. crazy, unbelievable things. That yeah, it's going to be amazing. How would the people be? And then castles, or how would people be convinced the same way they were convinced last time? Signs, miracles, wonders, knowledge. Uh, it's something. See, Kyle, you say you're not yet a believer, but God puts in us the innate desire to seek him. We are his creatures. We are created in his image. There is an innate desire in mm -hmm. every human being uh, to worship God. It's just what God we choose to worship. Is it the God of money? Is it the God of sex? Is it the God of Jesus? Is it the God of Jacob, Abraham, and, mm -hmm. and Moses? It's, but we all worship a God because that's an innate desire in us. And so no matter what period of time you put um, Jesus, the, the Messiah in, people will worship and people will deny. It'll be like that until the end of time. And it's not really that much different than, um, say, somebody meeting a friend, um, Stan, for the first time. You know, if, you walk, if you're to walk into a, a Friday night at a friend of ours house and, and you are not a believer, but you run into Stan... You, there's only two things. One of two things is going to happen. Either you're going to go, wow, that guy's, a, crazy. That guy's oh. a kook. <laughs> <laughs> or you're going to say, wow, he, there's something about him. He's, uh, you can even say he's that. anointed. You could say, yeah. you can feel, um, you know, this something about him that he has a connection uh, with the Holy Spirit that the other people don't have. It's going to be one or the other. 
It's the same thing with meeting Pastor Jack Hibbs. Yes. You know, you, you'd go to one of his messages and you would either leave about halfway through and say, this, this is not the place for me. Or you would go, oh my gosh, I found a new home. Uh, like what happened to me. It's going to be one or the other. Yeah. And that, and that is a, a far less example than what Jesus Christ would be. Yes. And so, yes. He had 12 disciples and they all abandoned him except two when he went to the cross. Right. That's human nature. That's good. It's a good comment, though. He gets, gets, yeah. uh, gets, uh, uh, Kyle always has good comments. He does. New, makes... Those are new questions, Kyle. <laughs> Thank you for the new questions. Yes. And so... I thought I might be correct. Yes. Yes. Remember, hypothetically speaking, first coming, not second coming, because the second coming, nobody has a choice whether to believe <laughs> or not. They will believe. It will be something beyond anything anybody's ever seen before. Yes. Be, so there's no doubt uh, in your mind. Where's Kyle watching from, asked Lisa. Oh, Lisa asked, where's Kyle watching from? Remember where he's watching from? New York? He's in the CVs. No, oh. I don't think so. Well, maybe. No, actually, you said East Coast. I think he said East Coast once. Yeah. Kyle, where are you watching from? What would be best practices for socializing in a group of people having strong beliefs in their convictions? Northern Illinois. Uh, Lisa, he's from Northern Illinois. Uh, what would be the best practice for socializing in a group having strong beliefs? Oh, meaning you're going to a Christian party or something? Like, what would what would be the best things to say? Uh, well, I don't know. Be. Just be yourself. Be, be open. Listen. Ask questions like you do here. Yes. I, and I think that's a, a great thing is that somebody will speak about something and you go, okay, can you tell me more about that? Or ask a question like you ask us. I think in a um, if you're in the right place and with the right um, people that love God, because I'm hesitating not saying Christians, because uh, like Jack, it's Christians could be almost anything. Yeah, <laughs> and it, it doesn't mean that it's good. Uh, just with people that are filled with the Holy Spirit in that kind of environment in that kind of room, you'll 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 get a good conversation. And uh, and get especially because we love to evangelize. Yeah, you'll have you'll get good solid answers. That's that's the important. Well, thing. But it's hard to find. I, mean, I, know, I know what Kyle's getting at because he's now saying, "What about with people who have different God preferences?" We're back to the whole, "What if they uh, worship different gods?" Again, no compulsion in religion. There's a, there's a very delicate balance when you know uh, a lot of us have this inclination um, because it's a commandment of the Lord to preach the gospel. Uh, in whatever situation we're in. And I find myself often surrounded um, by people that aren't uh, Christians or Christ followers because of my family and uh, community that I was a part of before I became a Christian. Uh, so it takes, uh, it takes humility. It's important to have courage, humility, and discernment and love. You have to have courage to speak the truth no matter what. You have to have humility to not do it in a way that is off-putting and to have discernment to have the right timing and to always do it in love because you want people to be saved. You're not, you're not trying to curse people or hurt people. You want them to know the one true God. And it's the, I think the balance of those emotions and approaches that um, is a reflection of a true Christ follower. Well said. <laughs> Thank you. Lisa says. Resurrect ministry, kind of shepherding, I think, because you have so many resources, like you say, on your website. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll go glory to the king. We just try to, I mean, that's why the Lord put the ministry on my heart. He's like, daughter, 
I want you to create the, the place where people could do exactly what you did. So that was the impetus behind it. And that, and now after meeting Andy, that's um, both of our purposes is to let, um, to find a way to create a platform for people to meet Jesus where they are. Lisa. Uh, God will meet you where you are. And God chose you guys to be out in public to profess the faith and help gather his flock. I hope so. God willing, your faith both has helped me tremendously. Oh, thank, thank you. You. you help explain scripture like you're doing right now with Kyle. And I think it's so divinely inspiring and wonderful and encouraging. Oh, bless you, sister. It's all him. Oh, Cindy Hauser. Ha, we found Cindy. <laughs> Am I saying that right? Yes. I'm so glad you found us, Cindy. Good answer. Love, humility, be a good listener. Yes. Yeah, I, I've seen some some Christians witnessing that I it, it really it it makes me afraid. <laughs> I think that's important though. I mean, just to say somebody's a Christian doesn't mean it's gonna be good. It's a good experience. Yeah, different approaches. God filled, filled with the Holy Spirit. Um, and know when to say, you know what, I'm not sure about that. I'm gonna I'll um, I'll check into that. Can I have your number? Yeah, uh, let's talk out. about this again. Yeah, let's talk about this again. I'll... Or to know when you're throwing <clears throat> pearls to swine, when it's just time <clears throat> to give up. Because to people um, that will not believe the gospel is foolishness. The concept of, G of Christ and the cross is foolishness. That's what God tells us in the Bible. So we want to avoid uh, constantly trying to throw pearls to people that will not appreciate them. Absolutely. Kyle's going to bed again. <laughs> Thanks for the great combo. Have a great night. I'm past you for a good night's slumber. Sleep slumber. well, my friend. May the, may the Lord meet you where you are. Is Kyle like 80 years old? Who says slumber? <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, Lisa's saying they can't see his comments because he's on Twitch. Yeah, he's on Twitch. You see the different uh, purple logo? That means he's watching on, he's not watching on YouTube, he's watching on Twitch. Yeah, I knew you were going to get in trouble for that. Look at what he said to you. <laughs> yeah, right? Much. Age discrimination. <laughs> Ageist. Age. You guys are funny. <laughs> what did you say? Oh, maybe I said it. There's something that my mom used to say that I said, and I go, wow, I just sounded just like my mom. And I, I've, I've never said it before. My, I can't remember what it was. Oh, no, it was the other day. Oh, my gosh, what was it? Skip-a-doodle um, or one, no, of my, one of my euphemisms? No, I said something about, uh, oh, I had the creeping crud. Oh, right. <laughs> That's what my mom used to say. What do you got? I don't know. I got the creeping crud. Oh. No. Something, yeah, some old disease reference. Um, anything else? No, I just need to, I need uh, um, any prayer. <laughs> just think, I need this, whatever's in my lungs, I need it gone. You know, our friend April Rogan? Yeah. She has it, her husband has it, and her son has it. And from what everybody says on Facebook, it's like, uh, it just takes weeks to get rid of and nothing helps. Mm. I don't know if they're poisoning our water or what, you know? What's happening? It's just so, it's just bananas. It's from China. Again, now with the comments, you you went from ages to races. What is wrong? It's, it's from a uh, one of our strongest enemies. It's not. It's not. Oh, racist. you're saying it's a bioweapon. It's a bioweapon. Yes, I oh. said from China, not from the Chinese neighbors. It's from China. <laughs> the, the, okay. the the communists 
are, are, I mean, the commies, it's a red scare. Yes. Uh, they're spending the, sometimes, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I wish we had a pause button. <laughs> Sorry, folks. He did not mean that in a bad way. <laughs> he meant it. He meant it like Archie Bunker. He doesn't I love actually, our neighbors. He doesn't actually mean any harm. I love our neighbors. I don't think. I don't think they're the enemy. The the people that are in charge of China the and the Chinese people in China are probably fine people too. <laughs> that, that's something Trump would have said. Oh, they're fine people. No, I'm talking about the leaders of China are our enemy, not the people of China. Okay. Two different things. Okay. Are you gonna are you hitting the pause button? <laughs> I wish I could. I wish I could like roofie the audience. They're, they're, <laughs> they're sending fentanyl into Mexico. The Mexican cartel is then. So the CCP. Yes, okay. uh, the CCP. Why that did you tell better. me to say that? that say, oh, did you mean the China. CCP? Why did you let me struggle for so long? <laughs> no, I. You're supposed I to be my to, shepherd. I didn't know how to dig you out of it. You're supposed to be my shepherd. I was so stunned. You get the hook. You know the hook that the shepherds used to use. <laughs> I, to, was, to, I was so stunned. I didn't know how to help you. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> this is helping us pivot. I oh, love what Pastor Jack once said, or probably more than once, he said, you don't talk to someone into loving Christ because you can always talk somebody out of loving Christ. Oh. Very wise. Yes. I like that. Yeah. It sounds like something Pastor Jack would and say. And Carrie's telling you you need some blueberries. <laughs> I say Carrie, if you saw the size of the curtain of blueberries that Andy ate yesterday, yes. I'm surprised he's not turning a little purple. Yeah, like Willy Wonka but, in the chocolate factory. But maybe we'll try some more blueberries. <laughs> what was that character's name who ate all the Blue Marys and turned blue. I don't remember. Uh, it was a girl. Blue though. boy? Was it, no, girl? Was it, a, it girl? a girl? I think so. Wasn't it? Was or was it a boy? I it was a boy. Anybody know? The, the Willy Wonka character that ate all the berries and turned the color of the berries. Who was that? It had a very funny name, if I'm remembering correctly. Oompa Loompa? <laughs> no, those are the little people that made the chocolate. Oh. Oompa Loompa Oompa Dee Dee. Keep it going, Andy. Uh, right. <laughs> about the Chinese or the blueberries? <laughs> no, oh, God. <laughs> We had pivoted so well. <coughs> Stop. Carrie's making me laugh. It's Carrie's fault. <sighs> Blueberries are good anti-inflammatory for heart and lungs. Yes. Go get me some more. Why? why antioxidants. Go get me some blueberries, Snugs. <laughs> I'm going to get you some prednisone. I think you need another. Is, is that made of blueberry juice? No. The, yeah, the little fat kid. The little fat kid. <laughs> oh, now you're fat shaming somebody. <laughs> yeah, okay, Way to great. go, Carrie. <laughs> we, we now have gone through every disparaging comment we can think of. Oh, Lord. They used to not be disparaging. We, were, <sighs> we must repent. <laughs> Such behavior. We. <sighs> Sweet dreams, Kyle. No. Yes. Yes. He's already gone. He's missing all the jocularity. Yeah, after you age shamed him. And he's only 41. <laughs> Eons younger than us. Who says, uh, really, who says slumber? He's just using a nice poetic word. All right. Thank you guys for making us laugh. Let's, um, what is it that you used to say when we turn around? What's that called? Not pivoting? <laughs> no. The pirouette? Yes. 
No, there was something. Wasn't there another word you used to say when we would uh, change topics? I don't know. It must be the drugs. You know, I, I am taking an opioid. I don't know why Kaiser is constantly prescribing uh, controlled substances. What I think that? there's something to that. What is it that I'm taking? Uh, codeine cough syrup. Codeine. And I mean, he was doing perfectly fine with regular cough syrup. And the doctor's like, no, you need to take codeine cough yeah. syrup. I have no idea why. Every time there's something wrong, he gives him codeine or hydrocodone or some other kind of drug. I don't understand what that is. I was supposed to drink the whole bottle, wasn't I? Or just, <laughs> just no, five milliliters? Segway. <laughs> Gary's saying it's a Segway. <laughs> segway, yes. Is that's not one of those things you ride with two wheels? <laughs> You're torturing me now. <laughs> you, want to, you want to tell people about the Edify app? Oh, Edify.app, <laughs> the Christian Broadcast Network. Let's make everybody just forget all the things that we have said and, and do a, a commercial. Okay. <laughs> this podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcast today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. E-D-I-F-I dot app. Oh, Cindy says. I'm on the road visiting family in Texas and they're getting sick COVID and other crud sick uh, everywhere. Yeah, I'm going to pray. Yes. Uh, Heavenly Father, thank you. Uh, thank you for the levity. Uh, and we still love you. Thank you for this time with our um, brothers and sisters. And for those who do not yet look, know you, Lord, we, we ask that you visit Kyle. You draw him closer to you. Let him understand what it's like to be in a relationship with you, Lord. Uh, thank you for all of our friends. And we ask that you bind the enemy, the enemy of sickness. You are Jehovah Rapha, the physician, the great physician, the healer. There is no illness on this earth that you do not provide a cure, Lord. So we ask for that cure for ourselves, our friends, our family, anyone who may be sick and hurting, Lord, because the enemy does not quit. And uh, we want we want to be strong and we want to be healthy and able to do your will on the earth, Lord. Thank you for the opportunity to serve you in whatever way, in whatever capacity that you call us, Lord. We're here. Send us. Uh, we love you. We worship you. We honor you with all that we do. We're grateful for the salvation, for the blood of Jesus Christ. It's in the matchless name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. Amen. I feel like Kyle's seeing our broadcast for a reason. He just keeps coming yeah, across Yeah, constantly. There's something, something happening there. All right, my friends. We love you guys. Yes, yeah. thank you for joining us on YouTube. We'll be on here for the next couple of weeks. So always um, find us on YouTube. Click the subscribe or the notify and hit the little bell, and it'll tell you when we're going live. Edify eats our batteries, says Gary. Oh, sorry. <laughs> After you subscribe, you can delete the app. Yes. <laughs> All right. We love you. God, God bless. bless. Take care.